Hey guys, I'm Jordan Fromer. I believe in hunting hard, hunting smart, and having a fun time while doing it. And shooting limits? Well, that's just the icing on the cake. I revel in the journey just as much as the successes it brings. From ducks to dogs to decoys and guns, we'll be talking tactics, strategies, and what it takes to get the job done. Load up and take aim. This is the Duck Gun Podcast. What's going on, folks? Thanks for joining me on another episode of the Duck Gun Podcast. I'm Jordan from Duck Gun Chronicles, and I got my co-host, per usual, Elliot from Freelance Duck Hunting. How are you doing tonight, Elliot? I'm doing great. I am excited. I'm, I feel more pumped up about waterfowl hunting right now, and it's almost <laughs> at the end of the season. Gosh. You ever wish that you just had a little dial switch in your brain? Like, okay, no duck hunting right now. Let me turn that dial down a little bit. A little less enthusiastic about duck hunting. I'm trying to sleep or, mm-hmm. you know, I'm trying to do anything. It's overwhelming. Gosh. Oh, yeah. I need that switch. I need that dial. <laughs> oh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. So, um, but it is getting it is getting to the end of the season. So. It is. Yeah. It is. I got, I've got four duck hunts left, I think, is what I'm going to do. Mm. If things turn out right. Four duck hunts. Yeah. I have zero unless I travel somewhere far away. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> yeah, man. The more I hear about it, the more I'm <laughs> wondering. I'll tell you, I, I did talk to uh, uh, Matt Farmer before he got on here, and he's going to go hunt a undisclosed public location in Kansas on Saturday. And he said he was talking to the manager out there, and that's like eighty thousand ducks there right now is that a lot and yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i think i think because we're right on the way you know we've talked in the past about ice lines and and in kansas such a wonderful thing about it late season you have the ice line and ducks follow that ice line and so we've got mm-hmm. that whole thing going right now right now the ice line is is moving north quickly and then over this weekend it'll progress back south but when you have the ice line and it's moving on the ice line man there are ducks so many ducks so many ducks it's crazy we've got that going on right now so you know if you have some time we could always see what what happens in the next couple weekends and shoot for that last weekend of january Mm. tempting (laughs) definitely i don't know what it's going to be like but yeah it's a hard thing to know yeah we've got them awesome well we're gonna our podcast tonight we have matt vokey is that how you say his last name I think it's Voshi. 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 Matt Voshi on. He was the Patreon podcast giveaway winner um, for the hunt. And he got to go out there with Elliot. I was supposed to go too, but you guys all know about surgery and and all that kind of stuff. Limited my days off, but they got to go out there and have a great hunt with Elliot. Great hunts with Elliot. Great time out there. Um, So we're going to be having him on, talking about all that. Um, but before that, guys, let's let's get some updates, and we'll get a word from our partners, and we'll jump right into that. So, um, I I got one update, Elliot, for you, and uh, I know I talked about it a little bit on Marco Polo, uh, but I need to give you the full the full story. So, it's uh this is I think this is probably it has to be like one of my most expensive days of my life. <laughs> This is not a good story. No, not a good story. So, um, like I said, we're actually out of duck season. So I had to, I planned to travel down south in Indiana to the central zone 
to hunt ducks um, this last weekend. So that's how the story started. Got Swamp Man to come with me, good old buddy. And uh, we got up bright and early. It was like, I can't remember what time, about uh, 3.45. We, we left, headed down south, and um, we didn't get too far down the road. And we heard and felt some shaking behind us. Well, we blew a trailer tire. So you already know <laughs> that's that's the start of a good day right there. So what time was it when this happened? Like four in the morning. Uh yeah. So um luckily, uh, I mean not too far. So we turned around, turned around and limped back to my place, got the spare tire, all that kind of stuff, and we're like, okay, and we need to decide. Like, uh we got it on there, um, full around with the jack and all that kind of stuff. It's never as quick as you want it to be, but we got the spare tire on there, got going, and we're like, "All right, so do we want to? Do we still want to go down there? Because we can stay local and hunt geese, or we can keep going and try to get the ducks, you know." Um, and we ended up deciding, "All right, we're gonna get to. We're gonna have like, we're gonna get to the boat ramp with like thirty minutes till shooting light. We can still make it happen um, if we do that." So that's what we plan to do. We're like, "All right." Okay, 30 minutes, we're just going to get to the spot, set up as quick as we can, tuck away, get those first light ducks, and then work from that. Um, so anyways, we get down, going on the road, trucking along, all that, everything, as so it seems, going smooth, um, and we get down to the boat launch. And uh, I look in the back of my boat, and, like, everything is gone. <laughs> like, everything. And, uh, yeah. Uh, and like, I mean, I put stuff in my boat all the time to ride down there. Like I don't normally tie like bags of decoys down and, and all that kind of stuff. Just, you know, usually the light stuff, you try to tuck under bags or whatever. So it doesn't like blow out in the wind. But I mean, I got a fairly deep boat, so you wouldn't think that it's going to blow. I mean, do you, how do you care? I mean, do you tie your stuff down or, I mean, I don't know if I'm well, just got lucky some, all these I mean, years I, or. I think you have because I I've had now in the last two years I've had um, a kayak blind the ascend or the uh, redhead northern flight blind fly out of my kayak out of the boat and then this year I had um, the Invisalab fly out of the boat I mm. thought that was too heavy to fly out I never would have yeah. thought yeah that's that pretty that heavy would fly out of the boat but we typically with our decoys we we do wrap them in. in around a pole or something or something on the carabiner. And, and those are the only things I ever really worry about, but I'm starting to rethink that because we've lost two different things last years. I didn't think we would lose. Mm. And the layout lounge, the HDR layout lounges. I've had those fly out. Yeah. But those are pretty light. So those things. Yeah. 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 So I had a bag of like eight dozen wind socks blow out of my boat. I had bags of, of shells, um, like sleeper shells, which those are hard and not very, you know, you wouldn't imagine they would get blown out by the wind. Um, it was like a dozen or two dozen of those, um, out of the boat. Uh, I had a decoy bag with three dozen floaters in it out of the boat. Um, <laughs> had the solo 360 blind out of the boat. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I can't but, believe that you lost that much. I know. That is crazy. Yeah. So not a good feeling. Not a good feeling. Are yeah. You, are you still have that feeling in your gut about it? I'm sure. Just like, oh, yeah. Like, 
the yeah. Grinch stole Christmas feeling. Yeah, that's the feeling right there. It was it's no good. I mean, it was depressing. I mean, after that, that's a lot of money. Like I think I think I just would have like when I found that out, I would have just like not gone hunting. You know what I mean? Crawl back in your bed. Down <laughs> yeah, but you got somebody with you, and he's like, "Oh well, we're gonna." It will be the group that because we still had like I still had three goose floaters. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and so. He was like, "We'll be the we'll be the um, the group that limits out with three go- goose floaters." But anyways, so we get down to the boat launch in the river, and we look across the river, and there's just it's just full of ice chunks. I mean, like when you look at like the surface of it, it's like ninety percent ice chunks. Chunks like the river's just flowing with with ice chunks. It's not like an ice chunk here or there. It's like I don't even know. Yeah, I've seen that. I don't even know if the boat's gonna like what's gonna happen. If we try to like motor through that, you know. So, I don't know. Missouri River gets like that too, and I've never had enough balls to go put on. Yeah, that. yeah, we didn't either. So we decided not to. Um, so all that, and we didn't even get to go hunt. So drive back home, get back home, back the boat up, all that kind of stuff. And we look, and the strap to the boat had frayed in half, and the only thing holding it were the two back clamps, like you know the. The ones you put on the handles down to the boat trailer. Yeah. So like that thing was just bouncing, like barely hanging on by a thread. And we drove it like hours like that. Your whole boat could have flown out. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like the only thing that makes me feel a little better. I'm like, well, I mean, I might've lost a couple thousand dollars worth of decoys, but at least I didn't lose a 5,000 boat, boat and motor, you know? So just think if you show up at the boat and you don't know, you show up at the boat ramp. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah. 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 So that's, I I just think that's going to be the hard, a hard day to beat is the worst day duck hunting ever. So, yeah. So my thought, my theory is that it was just bouncing so hard. It was like throwing that stuff up where it normally would like, cause literally the weekend before I rode with all that stuff um, to Michigan and back and nothing, we didn't lose nothing out of the boat, you know? Um, and this weekend, yeah. I think that, I think what happened is when the tire popped, the um, line on there must have caught something when it was, you know, shaking pretty violently from the the um, flat tire and or, or the, the crank strap caught on something. It split it and then it must have frayed the rest of the way. And then the gear was just maybe we hit like a train track or something. You know, you're going going kind of fast on the highway and it just enough. It bounces it up and the wind's blowing and you're going fast and everything flies out of there. So I don't know. Yeah. That's my theory on it, my working theory. But, uh, I mean, we drove back. We looked. Uh, nothing. Didn't find nothing. So somebody some won the lottery. Boy. Yeah. Somebody you, might, you might find some, like, forums and post it on the forums just to see. Yeah, I thought about it. I just, yeah. Your chance of getting it back is really low. But I've yeah. heard of people getting stuff back before like that. Yeah. And that's another reason I've seen guys do this to put your name and your phone number. That's on exactly what I thought about it. Because there's the option, like if they find nothing, you know what I mean, like then they're just gonna probably keep it, right? But if they find something, yeah. there's like at least an off chance they feel guilty, and uh, they probably would. They probably would. Who knows? Yeah, I I would. I don't. I mean, most. Who knows? I don't know what percentage of people would, but. I certainly absolutely would. So yeah, that's a good off season project right there. Yep. I think from now on, I think decoy, do it on bags. Every decoy they have 
On I every think, single the bottom of every decoy, I've seen guys do it. Honestly, honestly, <laughs> I've seen that too. But I'm like, I feel like I have uh, this uh, childhood resentment to that thing because my mom was so paranoid about putting everything. Like she put my name on everything. Like when she sent me away to like uh, like camp or whatever, <laughs> like to the point where she would write my name would be on my underwear. It's like. <laughs> so like i have like this uh, like uh this childhood resentment against like putting my name on things (laughs) just put it on everything it'd be like in the inside of my tackle box all my clothes every single pair of my whitey tidies with with my name on it it's like (laughs) (laughs) so but yeah this one's pushed me over the edge gonna have to get over that all my decoy bags and blinds and all that are getting my name on it Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. All righty. You got any updates? No, not really. I mean, uh, I'm on a, the struggle bus kind of. I've shot six ducks in my last four hunts. Um, I've made two of the four I've been able to make into videos that I actually like pretty well, but um, it's just. Uh, it could be worse. Just kind of keep missing them. <laughs> yeah, it could be worse. I could have <laughs> lost all my stuff last week, but. Uh, no, I mean, we've, we've got some good hunts coming up in the next few weeks, and hopefully we can talk about those. But things have been kind of slow for me So since since Matt and Greg left, actually. Things, <laughs> I mean, it's crazy because the weekend before the hunt giveaway weekend, it was a terrible weekend. Um, I guess we shot like seven in the slew, but it was really, really, really slow. And then we had just an amazing hunts with Matt and Greg. And then since then, I've got six ducks on four hunts. <laughs> it's like, yep, yeah, hit it perfect. But that's awesome. I'll, I'll have some more hunt updates here in the near future, though. I'm sure. Awesome. Well, while we're talking about the hunt giveaway, I'll remind you guys: this is something that's going to be ongoing. We're going to do it again next year, um, and we already got a little bit of a plan. So we're going to lay that out for you guys a little bit. Again, the, this is the Patreon giveaway that Elliot and I ran last year we're gonna make this an annual thing um that's the plan on it so um the way it works is if you're in patreon you know supporting us on our podcast and youtube content and all that um you know for a way to give back to to you guys is every dollar of support through the year is one entry in the giveaway so um this next year's giveaway we're gonna be incorporating the duck bus which i'm super excited about i think elliot is too Oh yeah, I'm really excited about it. Yeah, so it's gonna it's gonna be super cool. We're gonna meet up. We're gonna have one of you guys probably probably fly out to us, um, and just we haven't we haven't picked out a location yet. I got some in mind, um, and then we're just gonna go off Elliot, me, and whoever the winner is in the duck bus. Got the three beds. We're just gonna go around camping, looking for ducks, and getting it done. So. It's gonna be, it's gonna be exciting. Gonna be a, a change of pace from the Kansas one this year, but um, who knows? Who knows where we're gonna go? But it, it, it's gonna be exciting. I can honestly say I'm more excited about hanging out in the duck bus than I am hunting. <laughs> it <laughs> so is about having that little burner in there, and you know, I'm hoping like you know, a cold night, a little drizzle, you know, not too cold, the, but cold <laughs> enough. Cold enough that that stove oh, is yeah. in there, and we're hanging out. And when Jordan falls asleep, we can sneakily write his name in his tidy whities <laughs> like bring back some memories. But no, I mean, I'm really, really excited about it. Last year, we were able to pay for four hundred dollars of Matt's trip, so we haven't. We don't know how much of of the winter's travel expenses we're going to be able to pay this year, but that definitely is part of this equation. So 
me, you, Jordan, and his duck bus will pay for um, a certain amount of it. So you guys want to get you guys want to get signed up now and start getting those entries going every every single month and and hopefully hit on that because it's gonna be uh, really really fun. Oh yeah, every time you open the duck bus, it doesn't matter. Like at this point, every, it just smells like a. It's just like the sweet smell of a wood burning stove. So, yeah, it's awesome. And when I leave my hunting clothes in there, then they all smell like it too. So I don't know. I love it too. But what does your wife think about that smell? Um, against it or pro or nate or well, she's never said anything negative against it. So I I would assume that she probably likes it too. So see, my wife doesn't like that smell. It's really like every time we have a fire. It's like, oh, come on, man. That's the best smell ever. Yeah, it's uh, definitely, I'm fond of it as well. Yeah. All righty, let's get a quick word from our partners. Then we'll get Matt on the phone and we'll jump right into the podcast. So first off, I'd like to give a big thanks to Onyx. Onyx is the perfect way for getting permission in the palm of your hand. They got the maps on there. You can click on property boundaries, see who owns it, get their tax information not walk up to their door and ask for permission. I've done it a ton this year and got more permission than I ever have any other year. So it pays for itself right there. Um, not only that, but for the public land hunter shows you the boundaries, all that you're going to know where you stand. And, uh, the good thing is a lot of these public land areas you go out to poor cell phone service. You can download it, have the whole map and the boundaries. They're going off a satellite right in the palm of your hand, your cell phone, your smartphone, Apple, Android. Also, you can look it up online on your computer as well. So check them out, guys. It is a game changer for the public land and private land duck hunter. I also want to thank Motion Ducks Decoy Spreader. Um, It is a game changer for jerk rigs. You guys have heard us talk about it. You've seen us use it on our videos. You can either use a four um, duck system or by the double, which ends up being seven. Or you can keep adding and adding and adding. I know we had the motion duck guys on here i I can't remember how many they said they were using but they had a crazy number hooked up when you buy a new one you can just hook it up to the old one and the thing you can make it look like a whole flock swimming around and that is the difference between that and your traditional jerk rig it is just it's so much better my numbers on uh windless days have really improved since using motion ducks so go check that out now product code duck gun 2020 no spaces and you will get free shipping and a free anchor bag for that, go check that out now. Motion Ducks Decoy Spreader. Awesome. Also like to give a big thanks to Tetra, tetrahearing.com. Um, guys, only one in nine hunters uses hearing protection. And we've had them on the podcast a couple times now. They're super passionate about uh, passionate about changing that. Um, the founder of Tetra is a audiologist by trade. And he knows all the harm and damage that we do to our ears when we don't wear hearing protection. And I know a lot of hunters have just made the choice not to. Um, And there's a lot of reasons to make the choice to do it. So it is definitely worth the money to protect your hearing. Not only that, but there's um, consequences consequences beyond that early onset dementia and stuff that we don't want to deal with. And, you know, you, you don't, every one of us knows a hunter where they're always saying, huh, or what? And, and you know, that comes with years and years of hunting. So Tetra fixes all those problems, um, and it still allows us to enjoy the hunting with all that programmed into it. You can hear the ducks. You can hear people talking, and bam, when someone pulls a trigger, it shuts the sound right off. An awesome product and an awesome solution for hearing protection. So check them out, guys, tetrahearing.com. 
I want to tell you guys about Freelance Hunt Stats. We now have a released the app for this on both Android on iOS. Um, if it's an, if you're looking for the app, search Hunt Stats and it'll come right up. Or if you want it on the web-based system, it's FreelanceHuntStats.com. This is a place where you can journal your hunts so that you never forget what happened on those, the number of birds you harvested, what the weather was like. So much you can put on there and just brand new. I don't know if Jordan has even logged one hunt like this or not. I don't think he has. We now have added a feature where you can add group data. So you go on a hunt and you can put down your personal information for the day, but you can also keep track of everything that happened with your group. How many people were you hunting with? How many birds were harvested? What type of birds were they? And we're keeping all of that data. Really cool new system we added. That's FreelanceHuntStats.com or on Android iOS. Just search Hunt Stats and it'll pop right up. A little orange a little orange square with a, a white quacking mallard on it. It is a really, really cool system that you should check out. I would, I would argue that the mallard isn't quacking, but that's just me. His mouth is open. What do you think he's doing? <laughs> hey, he's quacking. <laughs> he's whistling. It's a drake. He's going. <laughs> that's a that's a mallard quack, man. That's not a whistle. <laughs> you talking about? Also, like to give a big thanks to Bandit Avery and Greenhead Gear. So, um, when you run out, when you when you lose all your decoys out of your boat, you can uh, <laughs> you can jump over there and uh, buy some more. So that's what I've had to do um, this week. Um, just got some of their uh, sleeper shells, late season goose. That is a perfect product for those ice shelves. Unfortunately, it did hurt a little bit rebuying decoys, um, but that's what you got to do if you're a hunter. So, um, and the one product I keep raving about is their merino wool. Um, we went out on some really cold Michigan hunts this last couple weeks. That merino wool is keeping me warm, keeping me dry. Um, on all those hunts, the unique property of merino wool is that it's still thermally efficient when you're wet. So check them out, guys. They got everything. It's a one-stop shop from hunters, from decoys to your base layers, to your camo, to your waders, to your dog gear. They get it all. Banded, Avery, and Greenhead gear over there at banded.com. Alrighty, let's go ahead and get Matt on the call, and we'll jump right into the podcast. Alrighty, fellas, we are back, and we got Matt on the line with us. He was the winner of the Patreon hunt giveaway this year and headed out to Kansas to hunt with Elliot. Unfortunately, I didn't get to go. I'm actually pretty bummed about that still, uh, yeah. but awesome time they had. So, uh, Matt, how are you doing tonight? Well, I'm doing awesome. Thank you for having me on. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, Elliot's long lost brother, as, as many have said. So, yeah, it's really crazy well, how many people have said that we look alike. My own mother watched the video and was like, "You know, he could be like a cousin of yours." And I was like, <laughs> I, "I guess." Yeah, no, it, it <laughs> that was weird. I like, you know, and uh, you know, conspiracy theory. Carl was in Maryland during the seventies. So, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you need to be talking to your mom, and I need to be talking to my dad. <laughs> exactly. What were you doing? <laughs> we'll say you guys, it looks like you guys have like reversed gray beards, though. You know, where where they've grayed, you got Elliot on the side and Matt in the center. 
I do. I do. <laughs> I have to right down the center. So it's like combined, you guys make one full gray beard. <laughs> exactly. Uh, awesome. Well, let's yeah, let's let's go ahead and start talking about about your weekend out there, and um, obviously you won the giveaway. So um, super excited that we got to have you out there. And like I said, I was bummed I, I couldn't get out there just with surgery. I couldn't get off the time of work um, like we're planning to, but. You know, it looks like that's probably better luck because my history in Kansas is that when I go there, it's like the birds shut off. And it didn't look like, you know, it looked like you guys had some banger hunts. So, um, you know, yeah, go ahead and, and tell us kind of about your experience out there. Well, before the experience, so what? because he, t- he kind of went over this with my family. We had a, a dinner together and everything. Matt, t- share with us kind of your experience of when you were at the the live stream giveaway of from the point of winning it to get into my house, kind of go through that timeline. Sure. Uh, yeah. So uh, I'm sitting on my dining room table. I guess it was what August when the, the, the giveaway happened and my family was uh, around me and we had finished up dinner and, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there with headphones on watching my, my phone and um, as one does. And they were like, what are you doing? And I was like, well, you know the thing? Because when, like, when I do my runs, I, I listen to this podcast and like, I, you know, whatever. So, um, so like, that's great, Dad. Um, that's a little crazy. So I'm sitting there and like the, the wheel, little wheel was spinning or whatever. And, and then it was like, I won, I won. And I'm screaming out, I won, I won. And like, so and my son was like, we won. And then he was like, dad, what did you win? And I was like, that's amazing. I'm going to Kansas. And, and they're like, oh, Kansas. Huh? And I was like, yeah, no, it's the best thing ever. So, um, so, um, I texted my buddy who actually got me into waterfowl hunting. Um, and, and then I was like, nah, I got to call him. And so I called him. I was like, hey, look, man, I was talking like a mile a minute. Like, we're going to go to Kansas. It's going to be awesome. Like, we're going to do this thing. It's going to be on YouTube. It's going to be amazing. And he was like, who? What? Okay, fine. So, um, so you know, we talked a few times after that, planned out the trip. We're, we both live uh, right outside Baltimore, Maryland. Um, so... Driving is something like 15 hours. Uh, so we flew out uh, and um, got there on a Friday afternoon. Um, and then Elliot had given us a spot to check out, to do some scouting. Um, but I left my laptop in a car in National Rent-A-Cars uh, parking lot. So we drove like an hour away from the airport, drove an hour back to the airport, grabbed my laptop. By then, because I was freaking out, uh, by then uh, we just went back to the place where we stayed and then went over to the, the Snyder compound uh, that evening. Yeah, no, we can't. We you breezed over that a little too quickly. So I had spent, I had spent hours slaving away on this schedule of scouting 
for Matt to do. I had sent him pins. I had written up little summaries of everything he was supposed to look at. Yeah, I man, it was so key to our to to where we were going to hunt and he gets all the way he drives from the airport to the first hunt location scout site, which is about an hour about an hour's drive. He's getting out to go scout the first spot and realize he's lost his laptop. So, you know, he should have just ditched the computer and scouted anyway. So that was strike one against him. He actually well, has the audacity to go back for his computer at the airport and finds it in the rent in the rent a car. In, in, in hindsight, it was a huge mistake. I should have stayed. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of those that like we're looking in the, the I'm like, all right, I'm gonna throw my boots. We're gonna go. Uh, there's the place we're going was I don't know. It was like it was a decent, like three quarters of a mile walk. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna throw my boots on. They're right behind my laptop bag, and I was like, right behind here. I'm sure it's someplace around here. And then I just got that like cold, sweaty feeling of like everything of, in my life is on that laptop, like personal <laughs> work, everything. And I was like, Greg, remember where we were gonna go in that one car, and then we switched over to the other car like it's got to be in there so we drove back um which which i shouldn't have because it was really all about the birds and well it's your laptop laptop. come on it's It's, my laptop i would have been driving back i know that isn't it isn't that like the worst feeling though like when you lose Uh, something like that man that sinking feeling like you're never gonna find it again oh yeah. yeah no i mean we you know uh so my buddy Greg was driving, and the whole time it was just that feeling of like all the blood had run out of my head, and I was like, oh, everything's on, everything's on there. It's just as bad. <laughs> and it, it was a total, like, just knucklehead move, you know, where I'm like, no, nope, it's all on me. Like, I, I did it. I'm an idiot. So, um, so that was like, you know, where you're so anxious and like the adrenaline sitting me. And then once we found it, I was like, I'm. I'm all done. I'm like the weekend, everything's going to be fine. You know, it's all, it's all uphill from here. So, uh, or downhill anyway, whatever. Um, so, um, so yeah, so I think uh, I did give up on the scouting. Um, it affected our hunts tremendously and, you know, for that, uh, I'll always be sorry. I don't think it probably changed where we were going to hunt one bit. I pretty much knew where I wanted to be and we went there. So Awesome. Yeah, I did not know that uh that first part of your story, so that's pretty cool to hear uh, about the the backstory of of all that and the giveaway and and your trip out there, but Yeah. Yeah, so you got out there on that first hunt. I mean, how was how was Kansas, you know, as it, compared to your expectations going, you know, obviously you've seen that in Elliot's videos, but um getting out there and seeing it in person, I know that's a, a whole different kind of feeling from my own experience. Yeah, there there were so many awesome uh, so many awesome things about uh Kansas and just the whole experience. Um that you know it's it's so different from here. Just you know so you know, Maryland is a you know, we're pretty populated for a small state. Um and our hunting, a lot of it is, you know, kind of like you can see houses, you can see, you know, it's like there's yep. the train, the train, the Amtrak's going by, the, you know, whatever, you know, those sorts oh, of Oh, yeah. Um, and, 
you know, everywhere that we hunted was, I mean, just really uh, secluded, and uh, and that was awesome. It just that that was terrific. Um, you know, the the like East Coast, the the coast people versus uh, flyover states. I'm sorry, Kansas, Nebraska, Indiana, <laughs> but like the the you know, it's like. It was funny talking to Elliot because he's like, man, like, you guys have the ocean there. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, like, it's, it's uh, you know, a couple hours drive and we're in the ocean. It's 30 minutes and we're at the Chesapeake Bay. And, you know, he's like, what do you think about sharks? And I'm like, I don't think anything about sharks. But, um, you know, and I'm like, no, you just go swimming. It's fine. Like, nobody's worried about it. Like, every now and then someone gets hit by a shark, but it's fine. And then, you know, for, for Kansas, I was like, it's not flat, which is, you know, at least part of it. It's not flat. It's not all flat. Um, <laughs> you have like gravel roads, which I was, there's no gravel roads here. Uh, <laughs> so that was, that was different. Like you turn off uh, a paved road and you're like, oh, we're just rolling gravel. And that's like a pretty common experience, which is real interesting. Mm. Um, the sun. I just, I remember thinking like the sun comes up for so long. It just like, it just, I feel like here and I have no, I have no science to back this up, but, uh, I feel like here and you know, it starts to get light and then boom, the sun pops right over <clears throat> the horizon. But, um, it just kind of like slowly comes up for, I don't know, like an hour and a half. Um, and and just everything was particularly at the place we hunted Saturday. Like everything was just like big and open. And, yeah. Um, on both days, but particularly the second day, you know, we saw. I think I saw four shooting stars the first morning, and probably eight or ten the second morning. It was just awesome. You know, just the whole. So like that whole experience of just like you know being out and for uh, for me you know being kind of way out there, there it's like there's just not people around. there's just not that feeling of like you know hustle bustle you know mm-hmm. you, you don't hear the impact you don't you know you're not like okay there's a guy going by in his boat like wait don't you know no shooting now like that guy's fishing there was none of that. Um, that probably awesome. We didn't see either hunt. I mean, on the second, the first day, we didn't see or hear anyone. I guess my buddy was hunting like 40 yards away from us, but other than, than him on the first day, we didn't see another soul. On the second day, we kind of heard that group walk in a long ways from us, but we it was really both times, all ours, all to ourselves, no one around for miles which that's not that uncommon for us that's our goal and i've talked about that a lot is just the full immersion of it but yeah both those days it was all ours wasn't it yeah no i mean that that was that was awesome you know uh you know both days we took a boat ride and then you know and then hiked it um and uh, you know just not to be too like top of just free-flowing but uh so things you don't know if you just you know if you just have watched the videos so elliot elliot's a pretty big dude elliot's like six foot three 
know, and like, um, so, you know, not that I didn't think that you were a big guy, but like, you're a big guy. And uh, I agree. He looks tiny on video. Do I really? Do I really look smaller on video? (laughs) I'm I'm just kidding. Although you picked them up like a sack of potatoes. So good for you, Jordan. Um, Well, well, here's a question. How tall are you, Elliot? I mean, I didn't think you're 6'3", but. No, I'm six and six and a half. I'm almost six one. Not okay. Quite. Okay. All right. So, so Elliot, Elliot, Elliot can can move, man. He's got a hustle. So, like, you know, this is not um, this isn't some HGTV show where like some people come in, throw out the decoys for him, and he shows up and it's like, hey, I'm the host of this. Uh, it's like, no, Elliot hustles, man. Uh, as hard or, or harder than, than uh, anybody I bumped with, um, which was awesome and super admirable. And like we went, you know, several hundred yards, like walking through muck, and it's like he wants to get on the dock. How much did um, Elliot pay you to say all this, by the way? It's quite a lot of money. <laughs> uh, so, so, uh, no, it just it, so that was. That's a hundred percent true. Um, and you know, and we got to a hunt with uh Fumblemix and he like brushed in his blind like crazy and like it was it was just the whole experience was really nice. And and Let, let's uh, talk you know, a little we, bit about that first hunt. Let's yeah. I want you to look back at that first hunt and what are your thoughts and memories of that hunt? I'll give a, a little background. So this place, the first place we hunted this was the first year we've hunted it, and I did about five or six videos in a row from this spot because it's one of these places where I just found it. The conditions have to be just right to hunt it. I was talking to my dad. We may go five years before we hunt it again. It just the conditions have to be right. So uh, we were hitting it hard. We were right. When it, when it was right this year, it's this little slew of water that's about, I'd say... 40 i mean you can shoot all the way across it you get a bird that lands on the other basically up against the 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 bank on the other side you can shoot about 45 yards wide and it's about uh let's say 400 yards long it's just this little slough in in the timber trees on both sides that are um that line it and you just kind of hide in the trees and and the birds when they passing over when they come in man they they really really do it right so just kind of give your your memories and your perceptions of that first time sure so so i guess that first time was i I guess the the habitat was less of what i would in my head think like this is so you know it was more it it was uh and i guess i guess and ellie you know know, like I guess there was a flood in that area. So like the trees are all kind of like gnarly, you know, like you're in, you're in trees that like, there's most of them are like dead trees. And, um, it was, uh, when we were taking the boat ride to that, uh, area, there were all these cormorants that were up in the trees and like, they are these creepy looking birds that are just like looking down at you and it's dark. Um, so it was like a, it's a super interesting place to hunt. It's almost like, it's got a, like a level of, like, it's a little, like, eerie, I guess. Um, and then, 
I think on that hunt, we did, I mean, we really brushed in blinds, like sitting underneath the, mm-hmm. these trees and really, you know, spent probably an hour before shooting time trying to get hidden. Um, and I think we did a pretty decent job. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You, you and Greg did a great job. Th- that's the most we've brushed in there. Like I said, that was about the fifth time in a row we had hunted that spot. And we, we just started to realize that the birds were circling over top of us. And we just weren't, we were losing too many birds because of our hide. And with you guys there, it's like, all right, well, let's do it upright this time. So, but the good thing is it was full of smartweed. So the, the brush that we were using to, to use, you could grab really easily. That was the benefit of the place. But yeah, we got brushed in really, really well. Yeah, it was easy to brush in, um, and, and we really put in the time on on that one. Um, you know, that was, look, and then got to hunt with Georgie, um, and Georgie was awesome, and, like, just, I've watched the videos with my family, and, like, everybody loves Georgie. Yeah, it's like everybody at the end is just like, my son's like, we got to get a dog like Georgie. I'm like, I know, buddy. I'm like, I'm with, I'm with you. Um, so that was, so that was super fun. Uh, my shooting stunk on that hunt, and then with the power of editing, um, Elliot nicely uh, didn't show that. But man, I I was struggling, and I, and I think, you know, frankly, I think it was like, I'm not going to finish this now. I got to, I'm like, I'm going to kill these mallards, and like. There was a hen that flew over and just flooded there, and, and, and I was like, "Oh, you're gonna shoot the hen!" And I'm like, looking back, should have shot the <laughs> hen, man. Should have shot the hen. Shoot the bird. Like, as, as a fellow non-resident of the Central Flyway, shoot the hen when you go out there. And look. <laughs> <laughs> exactly when i saw that and, and i heard uh, are you gonna shoot the hen i'm like i'd have shot the hen <laughs> i told him to because i didn't know how good we do i was like i was like go ahead it floated it floated in it did it just was fluttering like you know we're 10 12 yards away and totally should have shot the hen um but um but from that hunt like so glad to be able to hunt with uh, Carl, that was that was awesome. Um, he is, you know, as as true to to form as as you can get. You know, just you know, uh, an awesome guy, and really, you know, really enjoyed hunting with him. Um, I got my first green wing teal ever uh, on that hunt, um, so that that was awesome. Um, and they came in and just like just dumped in, and we got two or three out of the flock probably should have got more, but got a green wing teal, uh, drink. Uh, and I never, I never got one of those. Well, this is my third, you know, I'm an older fella, but, uh, this is my third season waterfowl hunting. Yeah. And that, that so group still- of teal was really, really special because I was on the right side and then, mm-hmm. uh, Matt and Greg were to my left. And then my dad with candy was on the far end. And from my right side over my shoulder, this group of, I don't know, 10 to 15, I can't quite remember, green wing teal buzzed over my shoulder. They went down the slough. I called them one time, and the entire flock circled back out over the trees in front of us and then just came. 
down over the trees right in our face. So it was not the easiest because it, the way that it was close, but it was just so like little bullets in your face. And I mean, we still killed three or four, I think, out of that. I don't recall you shooting really poorly that day. I, I don't I don't remember that. I, I feel like that we did okay on what, what came in. I think we ended with about eight. I'm, I can't quite yep. remember. I should have watched the video. Um, yep. And we had, I think, three or four. The Mallards that came in just came in and finished perfectly. I know the first one of the day, Drake came on my right. And man, that sucker just, I mean, you know, feet out, wings bowed up, right down into the slough. And and so everything we killed that day was really, really scenic. Perfect decoying shot. So it was kind of like we felt really good coming out of that hunt that it was a really, really fun experience. But it was not like a barn burner or anything. But the experience was, I think we all agreed, agreed we really enjoyed the, the shooting um, that we got that day. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and you know, it, I guess a lot of the, the it, it's different out here in the old Atlantic flyway. So, like, eight birds on a day is, like, a pretty solid day. Man. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, it's all about expectations. And it's like, you know, depending on where you are and what you're doing, it's like one or two birds is a good day. Um and I think that's that's probably an interesting kind of like it's different different flyways it's different um, people have to I guess set their expectations accordingly and like it's not you know it's not always going to be like a banger but the whole experience was awesome you know it's like I remember just looking at the creepy cormorants and like watching shooting stars and and just just enjoying everything and so. You know, so I think I got two birds that day, but like I got my first green wing too. It was awesome. Yeah, you know, I was like, mm-hmm. it was totally fun, totally fun. And we don't always get like these down, just fluttering there, ten yard mallards. But some of our, you know, it's like if you're shooting divers, like you know, a lot of them are. They might decoy, but like they're they may slow down a little, but they're not. They're not always just like fluttering over the spinner, like you know. Here I am to get shot. So, um, yeah. so that was re- that was a really fun aspect of that. When it's like that to me was what was you know the, the hope was was to have like those in close. You know, they really were like fluttering right over the beach boys, and then you shoot them and they're dead. You know, like that. You know, that that's the goal. Oh yeah, yeah, but and. Yeah, definitely, definitely a solid hunt from my perspective watching it. So, obviously, different being there in person, but um, definitely, it looked like a lot of fun. But uh, you know, the one that uh, probably the one you'll probably talk about more is is the next one. <laughs> it's, it's true because <laughs> I mean, if you want to talk about just being on the edge, we were smack dab on on the edge and and. I will forever be grateful to uh, Golden Boy for for that because I think his scouting did uh, did that one. Um, it was awesome. I mean, that, yeah, we we got we got a call from okay. I got I was in contact with Golden Boy that morning and 
the day before our hunt, in that evening, Friday evening, he's like, man, I found the birds. He's like, I caught them right at the end of the day. I found them. There's thousands and thousands in here. And so he and I were texting back and forth during that Saturday hunt. And he's like, man, we shot our limit. I tell him it was two or three man limit. He's like, we shot our limit in like 30 minutes. And he's like, you would not even believe how many ducks, how many mallards there are here. And, 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 you know, luckily Aiden and I have such a like brother relationship that what's mine is his and what's his is mine. And so he's like, yeah, I can't hunt with you guys tomorrow. I'm going to be with these two other guys, but you know, here's the pin. Cause I'd never hunted this, this place at all. So we had to go in in the dark the next morning, two hour drive away. So I'm talking to these guys. I'm like, okay, listen, how, we had a good hunt today. How hard do you guys want to go after this? Because if we really, really want to try to get on a once in a lifetime, well, maybe not, you know, a, one of those hunts, you know, I call them top five hunts. This is what we need to do. We're going to get up at, I don't remember. We got up like two, two thirty. I don't, two, I don't remember exactly the time and drive two hours, go in in the dark to someplace I've never seen go to, you know, a pen, thank God on X and just go for it. And so I left it up to Matt and Greg and thankfully they're like, well, we're here, let's do it. So we did. And yeah, it was Something else. It was something else, wasn't it, Matt? Oh yeah. No, it it, it was. Um, you know, I'm so glad we made that decision. It was not a hard decision because, uh, you know, I told Elliot, I was like, "Look, this is what we're here for." I'm like, "We're we're here to hunt." Like, we hunted, we hunted four days, and just like we ate Casey's pizza and hunted, and that's just like that's all we did. Like that was just. That's what we were there for, and it was it was awesome. Um, so we got yeah we got to just left about two in the morning and drove uh, you know out into the dark for, for two hours and then took a boat ride and the the one you know I guess slew branch off of the pool that you had to take was probably I don't know six, seven feet wide at, at, at mm-hmm. for most of it. And I mean, we went back in like this little groove um, and it, it which was super cool at night and a little scary, but super cool. Um, and uh, then we got to the pool and you could just hear them. You could just so many deaths. Everywhere. Uh, Everywhere. Like I had never... I've never heard anything like that. I mean, just yeah. hammering everywhere, everywhere. We were like, I don't know. We were hoping we were hoping we were going to get the boat. We were hoping we were going to get the boat all the way into the pool, and we were going up that little channel Matt was talking about. And right when we got out in the pool, it was just too shallow for the boat. So we ended up getting out of the boat, and we had Aiden's pen, but even the pen Aiden gave us, he's like, "This is the opposite side of the pool from where he was hunting." He's like, "I've never been over there." I'm not sure it was like this pool was full of barnyard grass, which is um, natural native millet. And so we just kind of started walking towards that pen. It's about a 500 yard walk. And we just started trudging off through the pool. But that was one of the cool parts about it for me because the, the, it was clear out stars, ducks quacking mm-hmm. everywhere. And we're just mm-hmm. marching off into the dark trying to find a place to set up. And it was a little bit like a, like a mirage where they kept, so we're, there was, there was skim ice 
and so like you're, you're breaking through skin ice and it looked like it always looked like if you could just get another hundred yards you'd be in like clear water and it just kept looking like that like if you just go down there if you just go down there so finally after a while uh they're, you know they're like well what are we going to do let's let's just like that you know we're not finding the open pool but let's break the ice and, and get to it. So, um, that was one of those where, you know, if you can, there's one of those times where like, you just, you can throw out all the rules and all of like, the, your hide needs to be really good. And, you know, it's like, you need to have a brush in and it's amazing. It's like, they were, there were just so many ducks that you couldn't, they, they were like going to land on your head. I mean, it's just like, it didn't, yeah. it didn't matter. You could have stood, you could probably stood out there and just, shot ducks just standing there. I mean, it was, it was yeah, amazing. I think it so. It was amazing. Yeah, I think so. There wasn't a second without seeing ducks, which, you know, that doesn't happen very often. I mean, we have good days, but I, I literally don't think there was a second you couldn't look around and see ducks. And it was just, it was unbelievable. And there's mallards and some widgeons mixed in and some pintails. And, and like, like Matt said, we didn't have the best hide. And we were walking around in the dark. We were looking for a open water because it was a bunch of vegetation there but be enough vegetation to have a decent hide so that was kind of the dilemma we were running into and so we built up a a hide that wasn't horrible it it certainly wasn't good enough to consistently finish late season mallards at all but when you have that many birds and this pool was about a mile long about half mile wide and there was just so many birds it was just I can't, I try to, the video doesn't even do it justice. And I just, that's just the, I just find myself continuing saying that when I talk about the sun, there was just so many birds. You'd look off in the distance and I started describing them as like a little, a group of of jets coming towards you. Cause you'd see, you know, 25, 30 mallards off about 200 yards, just coming right towards you and and kind of formation flying. And, and then you look over to your right and, Oh, there's another couple dozen over there coming this way. And and it was just constant. We we weren't finishing them constantly because our hide wasn't great, but all of our shots were quality, clean kill shots, but it's just absolutely overwhelming. The amount of birds that were, in fact, when, when we were done and picking up, we were having groups of multiple groups of around 200 green wing teal just fly over our shoulders and just, you'd hear the whole thing. And it was, I, I, I told, I told Matt, I was like, this isn't just something that's just, you know, you guys are coming to that. This is every weekend in Kansas. I mean, we get into some good hunts, but this was, if you, if I'm ever going to use a word Epic for what I visually saw, it would be that, that day. It was visually spectacular. It was from, the time, you know, the time you could first start to see they were in the air, you know, where it was just, and you could look towards the, you know, where the sun was coming up, and you would just see hundreds of birds just flying around, and and then it just kept up. It just, it just kept up. There, there was no downtime. There was no time where you were like, well time to look in for the snacks or whatever but nothing there was ne- never a time where you know you're like, well let's 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 sit back and and wait this one out it was like i don't know they're over here they're over here we had a hard time calling the shots because it, there were so many birds that were you know it's like 
so spoiled and now uh, like uh, I'm going hunting tomorrow and I've been hunting back in Maryland but uh, has it ruined me uh, maybe uh, I, I don't know <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I like it, it, that that hunt was so good where you were like I'm not sure which flock of ducks to shoot at like it just it, it was so good so good um, and so you know that that day, um, I I shot my first uh, witchy Drake, uh, which was awesome. So that was another like scratch that off, um, and you know, and I guess like so you know Jordan, you, you hunt you hunt with regular hunters, which I'm not saying you guys aren't regular hunters, but, but like when you go out and and like I was. Really, so excited about like we got green heads we got widgeons and like the widgeons were beautiful and it's just to me like i know everybody wants you to shoot green all the time but like i was so excited about just like hearing it like the different species and like it just to me and that's again why like first day one should have shot the hand uh but okay. um it's it just uh, the the mixed bag that we had was still like a, an awesome bag. I mean, we shot a lot of greenhouse. There's no doubt. But, you know, we had like like a widgeon in there. That's, I think that's respectable. Oh, yeah. Um, now, it's definitely cool to be able to knock off different species off your list when you go go somewhere new. And, I mean, that's one of the cool things about duck hunting. You know, um, when I wasn't a duck hunter, honestly, I had no idea that there was – any other duck besides a mallard. That's what you go to the park and see. <laughs> but until yeah. you're a hunter, once you're a hunter, you're like, oh, there's there's 41 different species of waterfowl you can go for in North America. That's crazy. So, um, yeah, yeah, and then, then in my head, I'm like, well, I want to get all 41. Yeah. Like, of course I do. You know? Oh, yeah. Awesome. So, you know, and I'm still new enough in it that I'm like, I'm, I'm scratching off birds. This, this I'm going to scratch, I think, scratch three or four um i got a i got a shoveler the other day right here in maryland uh i never shot a shoveler um so you know that that is part of the fun where it's like you know i may have only shot two birds that day but you know uh i got a shoveler and you're like and you're right i would have never before i hunted ducks were mallards that's it (laughs) you know and you're like that's it. And here we have black ducks. We've got, you know, it's like there's, there's cool ducks that you can go out and, and try to hunt. Um, so anyway, so that, but no video, no words, no nothing will, will really do justice to that, the, the, the hunt that we had Sunday morning in December in Kansas. I mean, it's just, it, it was awesome. And I mean, really was one of those days where we were just kind of like, you know, just thankful to be where you are in the place you are. And just, it was awesome. I mean, we just sat there after we picked up and, you know, we had shot, we shot a limit. I told Elliot on the video, but like, I never shot six ducks in, in a day. So that was my first limit, you know, where I was like a real, real full limit um and 
he just dropped one and just had ducks flying like right over. I mean, right over. Mm. That's why I think like if you wanted to do some pass shooting, you could have just sat out there and just <laughs> shot at ducks. But they were flying right over our heads, like just roaring right over. And it, it was just, it was just awesome. And you want to talk about a satisfied feeling when you pick up and like get back on the boat and you're like, we all shot limits. Everybody's excited. You know, we took, <laughs> we, we took the big pile pick, you know, like it, it was awesome. It was awesome. so your uh your buddy's perspective probably a little bit different not being like a follower of the podcast and the the youtube side of it so like i mean what was his thoughts kind of you know um from from start to finish obviously you know you inviting them to to shooting limits and having an awesome um crazy sunday hunt well i think you know so all right so i guess some like some thoughts that that we shared, you know, b- between us were, um, it. So once one, it's a little interesting that you know trying to do a, a and I'm saying for you and for Elliot, you know, trying to do a a, a YouTube channel um, where like you have. You, you sort of have turned, you know, you have to just like talk to the camera and like, as, as if there's, it's very interesting anyway. Like you have to get, I guess, comfortable with like looking at the camera and being like, <laughs> hey, fellas. And like, there are no fellas. You know, like, you're, you're just, like, <laughs> it's so it's an, it's an interesting thing. And then the, the, and I know you guys talked about this a little bit, but man, does it add like a whole nother level? And I know like, so there's the there's the regular stress of like you know you're going hunting and like all right did you, did you charge up your spinner did you you know it's like there's the kind of like the anxiety of like okay you got that you got that I got my shells I got my whatever um, then if you're gonna do if you're using a boat then it's like okay look uh, I now have to have all the stuff for the boat I gotta have the stuff for the hunting I gotta you know you're taking other people out so you're like you got their safety on your head, you know, and you're like, okay, okay. So there's that level of stress. And now it's all of that stuff that I've just said. And now I have to get camera equipment, make sure it has been charged, make sure that it's running, working, whatever. And then I have to like, make sure that I'm getting good content and then being like personable. And like, it just, it's um, it's a lot, and you guys both run dogs too, you know. And it's like <laughs> so running a dog just by itself and hunting has its own, you know, like super highs and lows. So it's like you're running a dog, you're running, you know, you're running your boat. You got your buddy, you got your, you know, it's like okay, I, you know, I cannot crash this boat. Uh, I gotta have all the stuff for hunting. I gotta have all the stuff for videos. Um, I, gosh, I hope the content's good, and I have to make sure that my dog is not breaking and all that stuff. It just—it's a lot. It's a lot. So, um, you know, I think it's impressive, and a lot—a lot more goes into it um, than you know, the 15 minutes that that we watch. You know, that, that the people at the end are like, "Oh, that was awesome," you know, and you're like. And it's also trying to make 
So like epic is, is a word that gets thrown around a lot for on YouTube and it's like, you know, a lot of duck hunting is frankly it's like you sit around. Um so you gotta make it like fun and interesting and, you know, and I think you guys do a very nice job of that. Um it's just I think I think that was like so foreign to because I've watched the the videos and all that. I think from Greg's perspective, he was like, "This is wild, man! Like, this is like you're, you're filming yourself. You're filming like what's going on. You're trying to hunt. You're trying to run the dog. Like, it's it's a lot." Yeah. <laughs> how many How many times have you watched them? Uh, I so so I waited and waited and waited, and I did a like a, a watch party with my family. I think that is. It's the one and only time my mother will ever watch anybody <laughs> shoot ducks. <laughs> so that, that was it. Uh, I I told Elliot the, the weekend before I went out, like I, I found out the limit for my wife is one hour uh, of duck hunting videos. Uh, she was like, all right, that's enough now. I was like, no, but I think you're really good. She was like, that's good. I'm done. <laughs> I was like, he named Elliot, and then he's going to... Um, so, I watched it with my family, and so it was, you know, me and my wife, um, son, daughter, had my parents over, um, and so we did, like, a big, you know, we had dinner or whatever, and uh, watched, watched the videos. Um, I've watched them a couple times since then to try to, like, get the little the little nuances and then to like really bring it back and like watching that the second hunt where we all limited I started getting that feeling where like I was like oh yeah no I can feel like the adrenaline starts coming up and I'm like my heart's racing like a little bit where it's, <laughs> it was so awesome it was just like from beginning to end that day was perfect and I just I, I, I sent a text to my wife and I was like this was the fourth best day of my life um so um that was like okay married i have two kids i was like four, four. <laughs> so um so anyway so uh, it's just so i've watched them a couple times and um that second one is yeah awesome. awesome yeah yeah super cool Oh, well, I can say, I, yeah, I do. I can say that, you know, I'm a little bit introverted when it comes to hunting with people I don't know. So when Jordan came up with the whole, you know, giveaway idea, I was excited about it. But, you know, I, I'm in my comfort level when I'm with Golden Boy and my dad and everything. And so that aspect of it, you know, I was a little bit unsure. But I can I can genuinely say that, you know, you guys came in as the hunt giveaway winners, but I... I Left as genuine friends. I mean, uh, you guys were just really, really fun to hang out with, fun to hunt with. In my perspective, just the hunt group I had that weekend with you guys. Uh, well, like I said on the video, it's like, hey, open invite. You know, you guys come out here and and we'll hunt some more. It was just really, really enjoyable hunting with both you guys and the kind of people you were. So I was blessed in in that aspect of just you guys' company was really, really enjoyable, and I, I really appreciate that greatly. Well, I mean, it, you know, to, to, we were we were 
you know, and, and for me, uh, and you know, Greg's kind of like, okay, remind me who is everybody, and I'm like, yeah, it's fine. But uh, it was it was so nice to just kind of like be so Elliot's family, you know, I met his family, and just it it really, you know, how like you don't know, you don't know if you're like, man, I mean, I don't know. Elliot could be a huge jerk, like all you know. It's like <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Yeah, he probably he just wasn't uh, my best behavior. <laughs> he's probably more <laughs> yeah. of a jerk other weeks, right? <laughs> right, right, right. He's the duck baby. Like, I was like, yeah. No, you just you, you never do really know where and it's like. I'm just some dude from Maryland who like his name came out of the hat, um, and it's like I, I could be, you know. I really could be like, look, here's what I like. Is like, I love sky busting and like, you know, like, I'm, <laughs> um, I'm a, I'm a terrible hunter and, you know, a terrible person. It's like, hey, who knows? Um, but <laughs> yeah. we, 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 like, we all really hit it off. And, and I know, Ellie, you don't talk a ton about your mom on, on the podcast, but like, she's, you know, she's one of those people that like she's never met a stranger. So like it just that's the truth. Yeah. No, I mean a hundred percent. So um so it just it, it was it was really nice and um and I am seriously coming back out to Kansas. My daughter who got her hunting license was like, You better take me next time. I was like, I I will promise I will take you next time. So she's fourteen <laughs> Um, so she got her first bird this, this season. Um, so it just, so, you know, duck hunting has been one of those things that like, I, I started it a couple of years ago as an adult, obviously. You know? Um, and it's just the second I did it the first time I was like, I just want to learn everything about this, do this as much as I possibly can and just get out uh, and experience it. And so, you know, what, you know, what an awesome way to do it where it's like, you know, the old, I've never won anything in my life, but I'm like, I've never won anything. So to get to do this, it was, it was amazing. So thank you guys. Uh, and and I'll, I'll thank Elliot and his family. Um, but, you know, thank you again. It just, it was awesome. Awesome. Our pleasure. Awesome. Super cool. You know, same, you know, same from us kind of when we do the drawing, you never know what's going to happen, but that's pretty cool to get, um, somebody cool like you going out there and, and hanging out with Elliot. And I, I didn't meet you in person and all that, but I can just tell from our phone conversations, we've had a couple that, um, you know, you're a super cool guy. And, and I'm, I'm glad that it worked out for you to go out there and, and hunt with Elliot. So, I'm going to be playing that on loop with my children in the, the car. It's like, see, <laughs> your dad, your dad's a super cool guy. He said it like two or three times. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Alrighty. Uh, well, I all think, right, I think this is probably a pretty good place to, to wrap her up, but appreciate you jumping on here and kind of sharing your experience. And I'll let you got any last words. I would just say those of you listen, if you want to get signed up right now for next year's giveaway, we're going to do this again patreon.com slash freelance duck hunting you can get signed up as we said before and every single month you are earning 
a certain number of entries for the giveaway that we're going to do again in next August. So it's not too early to sign up right now. It actually spreads it out. So if you sign up for $1 or $3 a month or five or 10 every single month, those are the number of entries you're earning into the giveaway. And we've got tons of awesome content over at Patreon, lots and lots of posts. We've been doing it for a few years now. So go check that out. Patreon.com slash freelance duck hunting. Get signed up for your chance to be the very next Matt Foshi. <laughs> You'll love it. <laughs> All right, fellas. I'm Jordan from Duck Gun Chronicles, Elliot from Freelance Duck Hunting, and Matt. And we'll see you guys on the next one.